Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Oh, this is fun. Let's talk Trump. Let's talk arrest. Let's talk the future of America. Let's talk confiscation. Let's talk fairness. Let's talk about your reaction to events. 860 We're going to see more. Hello, Mike. Todd, thanks for taking my call. So, uh, you know, I've been hearing all day about um, revolution, revolution. We're going to go into revolution. And I, I really don't understand how we can't see that we are already in it. Uh, just think about, you and I are probably about the same age. A lot of people that are younger don't realize. You're 37 as well? What's that, Todd? You're 37 as well? <laughs> Correct, sir, yes. Good. Congratulations. Um, Go ahead. So a lot of younger people can't understand how um, how many freedoms they don't have that a guy in his 50s like myself. I didn't mean to presume you're in your 50s. I just assume that uh, that could be wrong. So a lot of people don't realize just how unfree they are. And if you realize how many thousands of times in the last 30, 40 years, uh, the will of the American people and things that in this country, the American people voted for and wanted and didn't want uh, how often those uh, those things have been thwarted, i.e., uh, immigration. Uh, how we how many times did we say no to amnesty, and how many times was that shoved down our throats? Like, well, hang on a sec. I, I want to get back to your original point rather than your argument for it. Revolution, the definition... Dictionary definition, a forcible overthrow of a government or social order in favor of a new system. Do you feel like we are going through that right now? You don't? A forcible? No, I don't think there's anything forcible. I think there is, there is, our politics is roiled right now. It is boiling. And the reason it's boiling is because the powerful no longer actually produce any governance for us they just take the positions and rob us blind and give the money to their voting blocks to try to retain power for as long as possible so we are a ship that is no longer guided the way we perceive it to be guided and that frustrates us and that makes the politics more volatile volatile and it frustrates us to the point where we want more volatile political representation because we see that there is some kind of wall that needs to be knocked down, and we want somebody tough enough to do it. But I don't see that as having gone over the line to where we want to blow everything up. We just want government to start working for us. Yeah, I believe we are being forced down the road that we don't want. We're being forced 
uh, to accept things, laws, uh, other things, uh, by people who we never even elected to, by lobbyists, by oligarchs, i.e. George Soros. I mean, uh, we, we are forced to accept things now that we never voted for. We're well, that's, that's always true in representative government, and that's why we got used to it so easily. But, but I just want to be clear on the definition, because that is a slow, gradual march in a direction we don't like. That's the nature of how our government is going, and our government doesn't include us in the conversation anymore, so we get frustrated. So to me, this is not a revolution, because we haven't taken up arms to demand our country back. We are sitting watching... And as voters are remarkably placid and willing to keep voting for the same old nonsense. So what I see is, is the need to simply grab the reins of our country back and demand that we not have absolute dopes like Ned Lamont be governor and not have a, a party like the Democrats permanently hold power and be able to rob the state blind and nobody says boo about it. And people, say, people are happy and say, come on, do it again. But didn't we try to grab those reins uh, on a number of occasions, the last time being Trump, and weren't we... Um, thwarted, I yes. Mean, weren't, yeah, weren't we thwarted? In, yes, in we were thwarted job. without anybody doing anything except there it went. You know, they, they manipulated and they attacked and they cajoled. But that's not revolution. That's all within the... The, the normal lying and cheating and manipulating that is, is going on in politics, but our politics is still going on. Just definitionally, nobody has taken up arms and thrown out the people who run the country. We keep electing people who badly run the country. Are we electing those people, or, or are we even in charge of our own elections anymore? Well, that's a good question. Um, to some extent, we aren't, but that's been a gradual thing as well, and that's what's so tough about all this. You, you raise good points, Mike, because that's the crux of the issue, I think, is that everybody's frustrated and feels unrepresented and feels the the government isn't working right. And a lot of people believe Trump was robbed in some way that Trump has defined. My only difference here is that I don't believe Trump's argument about the election because Trump was president for four years after having signaled he didn't believe in our system in the first place, but he didn't do anything to fix it. And then he went through another cycle and said, well, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to trust what happens here. And then when what was reported was his loss, he refused to accept it. That, that is unacceptable to me. If I were president, I were, if I were governor, if I had the position, I would go right after the way our elections work and clean it up. I would use the power to fix the system. I wouldn't make these generalized claims after the fact of cheating because that isn't fair to us to not tell us what the nature of the cheating is. I want to know where the cheating is. Show me the cheating. I want it provable. I want it attacked in advance if you know it's there. Tell us how the system is broken so we can fix it and work to fix it because that's what we deserve. Jim in Wellington. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Uh, concerning Trump, on the uh, back half of the hour, you, you had made a comment, part of your commentary, about uh, somebody, um, I think you, I think you uh, mentioned something from Media Talk. But anyway, uh, concerning documents Trump may or may not have, and this was the uh, reason why the FBI or the DOJ, or whoever, signed off on doing what they did mm -hmm. uh, when they raided uh, Mar-a-Lago. 
And at what point in Trump's presidency has any factual document ever had to be in the hands of Donald Trump? They come up with whistleblowers that are phony, phony documents that they alter or or swear their American intel. And uh, the the Mueller report, which was based on that fraud, fraud against the FISA court. So there is no factual basis that the FBI people, some people in the FBI and some people in the DOJ have to have to even worry about when it comes to Donald Trump. Not at all. I'm, I'm not sure what you're saying. You're saying Donald Trump first. It sounded like you said Donald Trump never saw a classified document. Is that where, where your first oh, statement no, was? Oh, maybe maybe I stumbled over my words. No, in any any issue with the FBI or the DOJ or anybody concerning Donald Trump, they don't have to worry about factual, fact-based documents of any kind. They can just make them up. They can, but that's a lot harder. And we have to assume that even though there are some cheaters and partisans who are willing to do nasty things to have their way inside of government, there are also people who are loyal who would report those people. Don't you think? I, I mean, I don't believe that the entire government, every single employee is corrupt. And if there's some honest ones around, then the corrupt ones have to be aware of the honest ones. Well, well to, your, to your point of honest people in the government, sure there are. But you don't hear about them. You don't hear about all of them. Well, we don't hear hardly about them at all. But what I'm saying is if you are inside of an organization that has some corruption within it, that means there's also a lot of honesty within it, too. And there are, those honest people are in the way of, for people who are trying to do conniving, malicious things, right? So they have to tiptoe around to make sure the honest people don't see it so they can pull it off. So there have to be these little cabals that are trying to do things. It's not, it can't be 100% one way or the other, I don't think. I, I, I do agree with that. But in Trump's case, it's hyperventilated on the other side. And the last, the other side of that issue, which is okay. uh, the, the, the people are more corrupt. And the last thing I'd like to say very, very shortly, uh, and it's probably going to go against the grain of uh, people who like Trump. Trump uses all of this to his advantage. It's the, one of the main reasons why he was able to get the traction he needed to get elected. This serves his purpose as much as it serves the people who are trying to destroy him. Yeah, this is uh, a big mistake. If this is being perpetrated by people trying to dis destroy Donald Trump, they have made a grave miscalculation yes. because yes, this is going to have. energize him and legitimize him in a new way. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. That's it. Yeah. That's all I got. Thank you, sir. Good to talk with you. All right. 860-522-9842. We've got an open phone line. If you want to grab it, we'll take a little break and continue the conversation on WTIC. something from the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. Doesn't, it, doesn't this help Donald Trump? Isn't this the best thing that happened to Donald Trump in terms of re-election? I think the deep staters are in deep doo-doo with this maneuver. How could they, how could they raid his home 
While he is the hottest property in politics and the leader for the Republican nomination and for the White House. How can they do that and not think that it gives him more power? I have a question for you. Yeah. Does this give Donald Trump the ability to get over the election and focus on something that's here and now and and use that to his advantage? Wow, that's a really good question. Could this benefit him by moving him forward past the last election and into the next one? And and that would seem a likely outcome of this. I mean, because that's my biggest problem with him. That's why I want him nowhere near the White House. Because I feel like all he cares about is vindicating the last election. And I don't think he cares about anything but that. And when he gets in there, I don't know what he's really going to do, but that scares me. I'm just hoping something like this could at least change that mindset for him. Yeah, I think it would have to because it, it, it does give you the present to talk about. And it takes the it takes the problems of the past and regenerates them into current news. Very interesting, Antonio. 860-522-9842. Paul's calling from Waterbury. Hi, Paul. Thanks for taking my call, Todd. Uh, Todd, I, I don't know if you are uh, aware of this, but Donald Trump released a, and I was talking to Anthony about it, he released a video a few hours after the break-in of yes. Mar-a-Lago. And it's like a campaign promo uh, video. Really well done. And I was so impressed by this video. It's on uh, Trump Social, as he was saying, on his platform. Truth Social. And it gave me such hope for the future. I, the way, he, you know, the way he spoke about how the country was going, you know, uh, was disintegrating under Biden. And he ended it with the best is yet to come. And I really, I was really anti-Trump, I have to admit. I was really anti-Trump because of various reasons. But, you know, he's the best thing we've got to turn this thing around. He's the only guy, I think, who can take the reins of this disaster that Biden has turned this country into, pick up the pieces, and turn it around. And he will want to do that because Donald Trump needs to be seen as a success. And how is he going to be seen as a success by turning around the country? And I think he's our last last hope. I, I don't think anybody else can do it. I don't think. Paul, it's a really right. interesting point you're making because you're um, what you're suggesting is that they have even stronger than what Anthony and I were just saying. They've really they've really painted the moment into a Trump moment where he's the only one who can fix things. He's the only one you can think about voting for. I People talk about his age. He's different. He's a different guy. I think he's 76, whatever he is. He's got the energy of a 40-year-old. He's an anomaly in terms of energy. And yeah, he's, he's a total he, animal. He's a firebrand. Yes. And we need him back. I, the country, and I hate to say it, you know, because I was very much against him because of uh, what happened in, in, on the 6th, but you know what? Uh, I think the, the election was stolen. I really do. I think there's a lot of evidence for that. Okay? Uh, the way he handled it was not the right way. Um, there have been other stolen elections, too. And the candidate just basically goes, okay, I have to accept it and move on, and maybe I'll come back. But he didn't do that. He became... Uh, well, that's right. And, and that's the downside. So I don't, I don't know what we do about that. 
if we've got a guy who doesn't accept elections, who's going to get swept into the office again? Where does that leave us? Thank you, Paul, for the call. 860-522-9842. Rant line number 860-751-4698. Don calling from East Hartford. Hi, Don. Hey, Todd, listen. Two questions. Is Donald Trump above the law? If he, if, 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 if he broke the law, shouldn't he pay the penalty for breaking the law? Um, I believe he should be treated as any other president would be treated. Okay. The, the second, the second. Don't you think if Donald becomes president again, like like your co-host said, is just is just a revenge? Will be in a revenge part, and uh, if he becomes president again, he's gonna go after all his political enemies. You think he's not gonna do that? Uh, perhaps he will do that. Yes, that's a concern. Good. And 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 so and the final question is. Why do we think that Donald is the only one who can save this country from the so-called Democrats? What happened to other Republican um, 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 leaders, our Republican candidates? That's very good. The guy from Florida, for example. Uh, yes, why, I why agree with you there Donald that I, I think that's a little hyperbolic to say that Trump is the only one. But it can appear that he's the only one because of his... Uh, lust for the fight and it's not just democrats it's not a matter of just democrats that need to be fought it's republicans too it is those who are committed to the power structure as it is that are that, that harassed trump for example during through his whole first four years that included republicans and democrats inside the power structure who simply refused to leave him alone and let him be president I want, you know, there's a part of me, I told you the last time, or some time ago, there's a part of me that wants him to win just to prove a point. And that point being? We're going to live to regret it. If Trump wins again, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yes, I feel that concern about everybody, I, because I don't believe 100% in Donald Trump, but I don't believe in anybody 100%. I think electing anyone president of the United States is, is hazardous to our health. And I don't trust Donald Trump. He's a guy who wants power. I don't trust people who want power. It's our power. They want our power. And I don't like hearing people say that they trust him 100%. Because I think that's a mistake 100% of the time to trust anybody 100%. I, I know one thing, Todd. He's not a uniter. I know that for sure. He's well, not that, a uniter. How can you be a uniter now if you're not telling a lot of lies, Don? Yeah, that's true. Okay, Todd, I'll give somebody a chance. Don, somebody called yesterday. Did you hear it? And they pretended to be you. There was a Don from East Hartford, and it was... Not me. It was somebody who didn't talk at all like, you know, I knew right away. But when I, I got excited, I saw Don in East Hartford, and, I, and then I was disappointed when it wasn't you. Today, I thought, is it that imposter again? And then it was you, and I was happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just getting home from work. You know, some of us have to work in a tub. Well, n not us in talk radio. We just get to discuss politics. Okay. Have a great <laughs> afternoon. I'll keep listening. <laughs> Thank you, Don. Always good to hear from you. Don, I you know Don raises good issues. Do you trust? Do you trust Donald Trump a hundred percent? No. Politician. I don't trust w any politician a hundred percent. He wants power. He's got a ruthless need for power. That's why he was 
he that's why he won the presidency because his need was so strong and his spine was so strong and he was so volatile and we felt that's what the country needs but to be fair when you think about documents classified documents being taken i don't doubt that donald trump would take classified documents that it's against the law for him to take what i doubt is that he's being treated fairly compared to how other presidents are treated because i don't think of barack obama or we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Or Bill Clinton or even Hillary Clinton. We know Hillary Clinton cheated. We know she broke the law. We know the evidence was deleted. That right there. And nobody even cares. Yes. So I'm I'm just looking for fairness, that's all. 860-522-9842. Time for a news update on WTIC. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC. All right, this is what this is what Paul was all excited about. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history. And we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. 
That is from Donald Trump's video that he released on his social media site, Truth Social, after the, um, after the raid last night. Now, Anthony, share what you said about this. So that what you heard, that's like the first half of the video. It's very ominous. It's all in black and white. You kind of see Trump slowly walking into a venue um, and making all of those statements about the unfortunate uh, state of our country. And then slowly it transitions. And at one point he starts talking about uh, the positive um, outlook and where we go from here. And I mean, he doesn't say he's running, but it almost kind of seems like he's definitely running with how the second half of the video goes. But this is unbelievable what he is. You were talking about his marketing skill. That's oh, what yeah. I wanted you his, to His re- marketing is just insanely good. Like, we had a caller call into Tom earlier, and he said Trump could sell straws, and they'd sell out in a day. And that is true. It's That's the truth. I don't understand if it's just because of him or if his marketing team in the beginning of the campaign was just that good, but I've never seen a politician. I mean, and not only the merch stuff, taking advantage of a moment. You know, like someone also said earlier, this is the kind of thing that helps Trump more than it helps the power structure. And well, I, it it comes in with a ball of fire energy. This is like a meteor. I mean, it's crashing like a kind into of our thing, political system, and it, he knows how to react and capture that energy and use it to his benefit. Well, he's been waiting for something like this. It's almost like they're working for him. The people who did this raid. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. What do you make of this, please? This is an incredible moment. Make a note. Put something in your scrapbook. Take something off of the Internet or clip out a newspaper headline. This is an unbelievable moment, as all of the Donald Trump moments are. But think of all the midgets, not speaking physically in the literal sense, but more dramatically in the in the performative sense. The small-time performers like Joe Biden, who can barely move a muscle to shuffle from the West Wing out to the chopper or to the podium to give remarks. He can barely read a teleprompter. He can barely say words that have three syllables and an SH in them. There are so many people who struggle with the most basic elements of doing this job of performing on a stage this big and look at this guy we are a nation that allowed russia to devastate a country ukraine killing hundreds of thousands of people and it will only get worse we're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before we've never seen anything like this we're a nation that no longer has a free and fair press fake news is about all you get See, this is, the, this is the thing that I love about Donald Trump is he knows, and I think a big thing of what drives him, is that he knows the truth about the power structure that he seeks to break. And that is that they're pathetic, lying weasels, robbing, stealing, plundering weasels. And that everything they accuse him of, they've done worse. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020, 
What is he doing? He's got an orchestra there with him? This guy is unbelievable. Listen to this. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. See, all those things he's saying are true. You can't dispute any of that, can you? We have become pathetic, and we've been made pathetic by those people who follow the norms, who claim to be clean, who claim to be morally superior and ready to judge Donald Trump. I don't doubt that Donald Trump might have taken some documents. I think they all do. But he's the one they send the law after. That's what I think's going on. It's, I don't think that Donald Trump is an angel. I think he breaks any rule he feels like breaking because he knows how it works. He knows how power works. He knows they're all cheaters and liars and, and that they've destroyed everything they've touched. Look at the condition of our country. Look at the condition of the state. 860-522-9842. Andy in Enfield. Hi, Andy. Hi, and good afternoon. I'd like to talk about a few things that you just discussed. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the United States being a failed state. We're very much similar to countries like Pakistan and Nicaragua and Cuba. Now, what do in I what mean way would that? you say? Okay, let's take a look at the Epstein tapes. You know the ugly trashes that's on there. Doing weird things to little kids is absolutely sick. And they have been in the custody of the FBI and the Department of Justice for years. And the Honorable Bill Barr tries to tell us that Mr. Epstein committed suicide in his cell. There were two cameras on him and two guards. I mean... Well, the cam- the, the guards they tell us, the guards they tell us were asleep, and the cameras they tell us were broken, which is usually the case in in both God, situations. God, I don't think you believe that. I don't think the public does. No, either. I'm just but telling you what example. they say. It's an example of a failed state. Another yes, one, it is. The Hunter Biden tapes. We all know the disgusting things on that. Mm-hmm. So, another reason why we're a failed state, and you offered a challenge for someone to demonstrate to you that the election was a fraud, I'd like to make a case, okay? Uh, I saw the movie 2,000 Meals. So uh, everybody's, nearly everybody's got a phone in their purse or in their pocket. That gets pinged routinely without your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Companies collect the pings. Yes. Todd, they know where you are at that moment in Hartford, Connecticut, on that date. Mm-hmm. Okay? So these companies collect the pings. And so with 2,000 mules, the way it worked was you go to the company. Oh, first of all, uh, let's look at the election. Another example of a failed state. Uh, you've watched decades of presidential elections. Have you ever seen the polls shut down in the middle of the night? Oh, and coincidentally, of the 50 states, it was the five contested states that shut down their polls. We're not naive, are we? So anyways, continuing. So this company uh, who studies election fraud, they, this is an independent company. They've reported Republicans. They, 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 
they actually had a Republican in North Carolina, I think it is, uh, actually his election uh, was withdrawn, and he was, he was subject to prosecution because these people discovered the voter fraud. Well, in this particular case, they go to big cities like Philadelphia. Pennsylvania was a contested state. They draw a big circle around all of those drop boxes where you dropped your absentee vote. You're still telling us about the movie, right? I'm telling you how they prove fraud. In the movie okay. or separately? In the movie, they, in the show, 2,000 Mules, they prove fraud this way. Thank you. So, continuing, uh, so they so let's take one drop-off spot. should be one person, one vote, one ballot. All right? So, you go to a particular spot where the votes were dropped off. You query the data. You say, who on this? Oh, by the way, they've had 90 days to vote prior to November 3rd. So let's just take an arbitrary date, September 17th. Who was at this spot um, the most times during the day? Give me the top 10 people. They give you a list of top 10 people. Now, Todd, you go to the next absentee ballot box down the line. You ask the same question on the same day. Guess what? It's the same 10 people. You go to 25 boxes. You find out that these same 10 people did a circuit over a 90-day period. They didn't drop in 100 votes. They're very clever. They dropped in 5 or 10 each time. And so, Andy, the people. Andy, have we ever investigated this at the same level in the same way with other elections? Well, uh, I don't know if the other elections were called into question uh, for fraud in this manner, but I do know this. It's easy to hack systems. You remember they almost shut down the gas line on the East Coast because somebody hacked into the company that owned that pipeline? Yes. Our government gets hacked. No, it is. It is hacked. easy to hack. No, there's no hacked. doubt. There's no doubt it's, it's hackable. Thank you, Andy, for making the point. All I'm saying is, just like I ask the question when something is being done to Trump, let's, or an accusation is being made about Trump, that is, he took documents. Well, I would suggest that all presidents go off with classified documents. We talked about this earlier with Tom, and, and um, he brought up wisely other points at which, like Sandy Berger, uh, people in positions of power were stealing documents or cheating like Hillary Clinton did, and nobody did anything. And my issue is not that Donald Trump I'm not saying Donald Trump didn't steal documents. I can't know that. What I do know is that other people had to have stolen documents. Other presidents had to have stolen documents, and nothing was done. I want equal treatment. Not, oh, we don't like this guy, so we can use the rules against him. 860-522-9842. Quick break. More calls coming up. WTIC. <laughs> Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. WTIC. 860-522-9842. Dan in Middlefield, thank you for your patience, sir. Hello, Dan. Hi, how's it going, Todd? Thank you for calling and holding. 
Great. Hey, listen, uh, I know you were discussing Trump, and I know you're discussing the revolution. I'm going to throw out a theory. This, this, is, uh, this is, I believe, what's going on here. I think that Donald J. Trump has quietly been going through this process, what we call devolution. And what I mean by devolution is the systematic decentralization of everything that's in Washington, D.C., and giving it back down to the lower regional levels, either state, city, what have you. And I think this breakdown is what actually what we're seeing. I'm looking up the definition. Devolution, the transfer or delegation of power to a lower level, especially by central government to local or regional administration. So you're suggesting that, that Donald Trump is looking to repair our ills by by retroactively recreating the the system of government we're supposed to have where the power remains close to the people in state and local governments rather than all in the federal government. Correct. As a matter of fact, you'll hear a lot of politicians say we have to go back to our grassroots level, start off from the Board of Education and work our way all the way yes. up. Yes, absolutely. And this is the process where the people actually take back their government because, let's face it, we've been sleeping at the wheel for how many years? Well, too and many. I think finally the wake-up call is somebody like a disruptor, if you want to call Donald Trump a disruptor, but somebody to take the reins to say, okay, this didn't work, and he's a businessman. So let's try something different. Let's go outside the box, the proverbial box, and let's recreate something that originally our forefathers had in place, something in a more regional, statewide level. Sure, the federalism that we're still supposed to be following. Where they didn't pay people to go attend to be, uh, what do they call it, senators and House representatives in the state of Connecticut. It should be a voluntary basis. People should be rotated in and out, yep. and that should be it. Just almost like right. New Hampshire. Dan, thank you for a wonderful uh, I, I don't know, injection of a, a different idea. That, that, was really, uh, that was really fresh air blowing in. Tom and Harwinton, hi. Hey, Todd, you had a caller that mentioned 2,000 mules. Yes. And then you asked them, you know, when has there ever been another election? as scrutinized as 2020. Uh, doubting, you know, kind of doubting that there was some sort of a manipulation. Oh, no. No, no, I, oh. that was not what I was asking, and that's not what I was thinking. What I was okay. saying was that when you suddenly take a camera and focus in close on something you've never focused in close before, it's very easy to think whatever you're seeing is outrageous and anomalous. For example, when they when the FBI does a raid of Donald Trump's uh, house because they know there are documents there that are classified, we can all go, ooh, ah, isn't that horrible? He stole documents he had no right to. And I say, but wait a sec, let's look at the other presidents before we say, Donald Trump did something so outrageous. I want equal treatment under the law. 
I don't doubt that Donald Trump would steal documents. I doubt that he's the only one. And I doubt that the power structures ever considered going after another president. That's what I was saying. Okay, but getting back to the 2020 election and you asking that caller, whenever we ever scrutinize another election like this, when was there ever another election with mass mail-in voting? Uh, to this magnitude, you're, you're uh, there was never there was never one before. But this yeah, this but kind Todd, of yes, you got twenty seconds. I'm sorry. And oranges. Well, uh, no, we're talking about elections, and you're right. There's never been this much cheating before in an election. But the reason we have mail-in ballots is so they can cheat. That's why they're there. That's why they keep expanding them, the Democrats, every election. So, yes, your point is valid, but your larger point is not. There is a long history of cheating that goes on every time there are paper ballots being used. Just look at the Democrats fighting each other in Bridgeport and other Connecticut cities. Sorry, Tom, I don't have time for you right now. We've got to get to the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.